Welcome, everybody. This is the Future Belongs to Creators podcast. This is a show about the creator economy, where we speak to creators, we talk about creators, we talk about stuff going on in the creator economy. I'm joined today by both my regular co-hosts, which has it been a while since that's happened? I don't know. It feels like maybe it's been a while, but we've got Haley and Miguel here. It was a little lonely the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice. We've got a a full roster today, not only of myself, Haley and Miguel, but we're also joined by Holly Arnett of Maker and Moxie, a recently renamed business. Holly is a brand strategy coach. Is that the best way to describe you, Holly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Brand strategy coach. She also works with us at ConvertKit on a lot of our design things. I've known her for many years. She is from my home country of New Zealand and is joining us at 5 a.m. her time. So thank you for waking up to join us, Holly. In the future. Yeah. Yeah. It's 5 a.m. Thursday for Holly. So Correct. she's living in the future. It belongs to her as a creator. There's the time. Okay. Literally. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Holly. It's nice to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, even at 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, even at 5 a.m. It's nice to be here. That's good. Give us yeah. the lowdown on this name change. So you used to be called Black and White Studios and that name was like the name of your business when you started freelancing and doing design, right? Mm-hmm. And it stuck with you through your shift into being a brand strategy coach. Maybe do you want to talk a little bit about what that is, what what you do for people? Yeah, totally. So um, yeah, I'm a brand strategist and coach for creatives. So I'm in the right place because creators and creatives are the people that I love to work with. Um, And yeah, that came because I started freelancing as a hand lettering and typography artist which morphed into doing like hand-lettered logo designs, which morphed into doing the full branding suite, which morphed into doing the brand strategy, which then has morphed into what I do now. Um, So it's been like a, a journey that Black and White Studios has been, you know, part of. But yeah, now was ready for a, a new name. Cool. And how did you know that uh, it was time? Yeah, I guess... Um, I have been in the throes of these um, transformations or changes into doing what I do now for a while. So I was focused on all of that, on figuring out what I wanted to do and how to do it and becoming kind of building my brand as that person um, or as a company that does that thing. But Black and White Studios, um, there's a few reasons that I realized that it wasn't working is that A, I get like tagged or mentioned in or people say that they work at my company as like a black and white photographer (laughs) which is not anything related to what I do and when people search for black and white studios a lot of photography stuff comes up so practically it hasn't been good for a while (laughs) not ideal for like SEO um, not Mm. ideal for being like mentioned in things on LinkedIn there's a couple of photographers who say that they work at black and white studios which they don't obviously so practically it didn't work and then also it worked when I was doing black and white uh, hand lettering work and I was an artist doing that and it kind of made sense but now it doesn't make sense anymore I don't do anything to do with like black and white design Um, I'm not really a studio anymore yeah it just didn't fit with what I'm doing where we're going um, the kind of vibes of the company so yeah decided to make the change and knew that yeah now's the time (laughs) because I'm moving like now that I know 
what I'm doing and where we're going. Now I was like, okay, now we're ready to like put a line in the sand (laughs) and move on from here. I love that. Holly, I'm curious. Um, was this something that somebody else mentioned to you and like a spark went off or was it something that you had been thinking of for like a really long time? And I ask this because I I feel like I've heard this story of like name changing across like multiple different types of creative work. We had an episode on creator sessions where sad Alex talked about this moment where her manager was like, I think you should change your name. And she was like, (laughs) no, I'm not ready. You know, and she goes on and she's talking about like what, what it took for her. Like once it was initially mentioned and then how like she had to settle with it and then how she came to the realization that it was actually time. And then how she had to feel like not, that she had to adopt a new identity, but you know, so on and so forth. So I'm curious if it was like you that like, when you realized it, like, did you have to sit with it for a while? And how did that process um, unfold? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think um, I have just slowly been realizing over a long time. And it's not that somebody said to me, you should change your name. But every time somebody asked me like, what does black and white studios mean? Why is your company Mm. called black and white studios? I was like, Well, to be honest, I picked it really quickly when I started my business because I had to and it kind of worked then and now it doesn't and it just didn't feel good to talk about Um, Mm. and it got to the point where like that was so annoying (laughs) and like the distance between what I was doing and the name just got greater and greater and greater that I got to a point where I was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And I did have to, like, I did think about it for a long time. And I think what you said about like adopting that new identity, like said Alex, I've kind of been going through that shift, going from being a designer to being a strategist and a coach. And so I feel like once I was like, okay, I feel like I've adopted that new identity, which was quite hard. Um, Now I'm ready to like, adopt this new name identity because <laughs> um, I've been through the like shift from designer to strategist. So it took a while mm. for me to be like, yeah, I'm mentally ready to do that again. <laughs> so Maker and Moxie, tell us a little bit about, I mean, first of all, we were all just saying before the call how much the new name fits, like what you do and uh. <laughs> makes total sense why, why you made this change. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about it and how did you settle on this new name and, and why is it right for you now? Yeah, totally. Um, well, I went through like obviously a full like naming process that was like deciding um, kind of some practical constraints. So I actually updated my visual branding not that long ago. Um, and so I wanted to keep that the same and keep the same like ampersand that's in the middle of the name. So my constraints was like ideally I would love to have a name that still was like something ampersand something studios or Mm -hmm. not studios or whatever I just wanted to keep the logos basically and the um, identity the same and then I was just thinking about kind of the audience of people that I want to work with so I wanted my name to be able to speak to them and for them to be able to identify themselves in my name I wanted it to kind of talk about the transformation that happens or like the um, result or the kind of energy <laughs> um, that happens in what we do. And then also I wanted it to kind of feel aligned with like the brand voice um, that we have. So those were kind of things that I was thinking about as I decided on the name. And so when I came up with Maker and Moxie and obviously after doing lots of the practical things like figuring out if it was available finding if the URLs and all of that stuff was um, on offer. 
I again sat with Maker and Moxie for a while. I didn't decide and then go like, yeah, okay, let's change everything. Um, I was like, okay, I think this is the one, but I'm going to A, get some feedback from other people, um, but B, just sit with it myself and kind of feel, how does it feel talking about Maker and Moxie or describing myself as Maker and Moxie or introducing myself that way. And then I was like, yeah, okay, feels good. I never thought about it that way, that what you just said about introducing yourself that way, you know, like in, Mm. in my mind, like, I guess I've been to hundreds of conferences, it feels like, right? And you, you, it, people introduce them where I'm like, oh, look, that's arrows and bow, you yeah. know? But I've <laughs> never, I've never thought about introducing myself as a brand name, you know, myself personally. So I know that's such an interesting way that you've like, because yeah. like I would call that out like to somebody else, you know, like some, oh, that's Ar- whoever, you know? That's Sharon says so since I bring her up all the time. <laughs> but now, now I'm thinking of like, oh, that's not Holly. That's that's Makers and Moxie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, it's like, you know, would I be proud to stand up on a stage and say, hey, yeah. I'm Holly. I'm the founder of Maker and Moxie. How does that feel? Does it feel like, yeah, I'd be so proud mm. to say that and to share that and to rep that. Um, would I want to put it on a T-shirt, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, just sat with those for a while and was like, yeah this is it, this is the one. And everybody I talked to about it was like, yeah, it's definitely like aligned, feels really good, is really cool. So I was like, yeah, okay, I think this is the one. I love it. I have to say, Holly, though, I'm obsessed with your website. Just as a side note, the <laughs> colors on it are just so good. So, so fun. So bright and fun. Makerandmoxie.com for, for everyone to go check it out for themselves. You should go have a look. Thank you. Um, we've got the banner on screen right now. That's really interesting to hear you say that I sort of wondered, so when you first started talking about rebranding on Instagram, because obviously I follow you mm-hmm. on Instagram, I was like, ooh, interesting, the rename. I wonder if she's like slowly transitioning to it by first launching a rebrand. And then it's like, it's a new name, but it's still the same black and white studios you come to know and love because it looks the same, you know? Yeah. Um, I wondered if that was purposeful, but it sounds like it. they were two different decisions. Like one, you decided you yeah. wanted a new visual look and then you decided you wanted a new name. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, yeah, with all the transitions and everything, I just, I needed to change the visuals so that I could like, yeah, step into being a strategist and all of that stuff. And then, yeah, like I said, once I felt like that was good, then I realized like, okay, this name is not working. (laughs) So I had to be like, okay, let's do that as well. But like, and everybody, um, well, a lot of people in my audience like really love the visual identity that we have. So like, I didn't want to change it, but other people didn't want it to change either. Like I literally got messages saying, is your like font staying? Because we love that. Or like, please don't (laughs) let the blobs go away because they're so fun. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, we're good. We're not changing any. (laughs) that's cool holly you mentioned that obviously you had some troubles with the names and sort of like the crossovers and things like that so Mm -hmm. i understand why you would want to change it but when you were thinking about it were you at all worried about perhaps losing whatever recognition or momentum that you had built up up until that point because i know Mm. people still you know even though it's a little bit cumbersome the name compared to with other things you still are known by that name and that's how people know you. So obviously you do have some sort of like loyalty to that name for those who have found you easily or otherwise. So were you at all worried about making that change and not losing some of that, some of that capital that you had already built up up until that point? Yeah. I mean, there was definitely a concern, um, but I think I had confidence that 
branding's what I do. So hopefully <laughs> I should be able to like rebuild that brand and kind of just reshift that association. So I'm doing obviously on the internet, you can do a lot of cool stuff with like redirecting. So even if people do mm. go to um, Black and White Studios, they're going to end up um, at Maker and Moxie. So, um, and I can, you know, share a lot of content, have stuff on my website about that. So yeah, I was like, okay, this is something that could happen, but the risk of that is worth kind of the reward. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to do that and try to like test my branding uh, chops to try and build it back up hopefully. So yeah. And I think people like, especially on Instagram and social media have a strong association with like me behind the brand as well. So mm. there's enough of that, that people are just going to be able to shift kind of with me. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It is scary, though, that idea of sort of, I don't know, starting fresh. You weren't starting completely fresh because, you know, you can just yeah. change the username and you keep all the same followers. But still, mm-hmm. there it is slightly scary. I yeah. did a little bit of starting fresh recently where um, I have my show Inside Marketing Design. And for the first season last year, I uploaded the episodes to my own YouTube channel, Charlie Marie TV. But due to some um, YouTube algorithm issues with doing that, mm-hmm. I had some advice to start a separate channel for it and sort of treat it as its own separate brand inside marketing design. So that's what I've been moving to. And that has been starting fresh because I started with a channel with, you know, brand new zero subscribers, zero views on the videos. Um, and I don't know, it's scary to make a big change like that and start something new, especially when, like Miguel said, you have built up so much capital behind one name already. But I like that you're doing this because now you're going to be able to help other people through it, right? Like yeah. <laughs> any of your clients who want to rebrand or rename, you can be like, I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I just, just before I changed, had worked with a client who we decided to change their name um, and I hadn't been through it. So it was, I was like, okay, here's what I think you should do and here's what I would do. But now, yeah, I feel really good that I can be like, okay, here's the plan. I've been through it. Here's what we can do. <laughs> like, I know how it feels. I know how you can kind of relaunch it, all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's just another experience that I have that I can use to help the people that I work with. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to think that you did the rebrand on purpose, just so you said <laughs> you can say that you did it. And if anybody has any, if anyone has any doubts... about you he's like well you found me didn't you yeah i rebranded so boom and then you can just mic drop it yeah there would be so much effort for that yeah yeah Yeah. i was gonna say not to bring up not to bring up old wounds uh on the convert kit side of thing but we definitely i know Uh, but think about all the things man that we learned from that experience i mean we work in public it wouldn't be something that we would not not bring up but i mean you know it it definitely was one of those things where looking back at it you look back at that whole experience and there are a thousand things that we would have done differently and a thousand things that we are more confident in. And unfortunately that uh, didn't end up um, working out where we got to the other side of it, but there were a heck of a lot of lessons that we learned from it for sure. And also like, because I knew that story, I was very like, 
you know, I was like, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to research the words that I put into this. So like, it's helpful for other people too, for, you know, that's good. To go through those kind of lessons and stuff. There we go. Something positive came out of it. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. And for anyone who wasn't following us at the time, like a few years ago, we changed our name at ConvertKid and then we changed it back. Yeah. And we realized that the word we decided to change to wasn't really ours to change to. And we shared all that in public so that people were like, Holly could learn from it apparently. So that's yeah. really great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of this, about learnings from the process, is there anything mm-hmm. that surprised you about this idea of renaming your company? Anything you've learned along the way that you know you're going to now pass on to your clients? Yeah, I mean, I think um, like you were saying about like working in public, that's not necessarily one of my um, values, but I do try and be pretty like open in the process. And like, you know, like um, Charlie says, I had shared heaps about the rebrand and about the the renaming and everything. And I just really appreciated being able to share the whole process of renaming with everybody. And the people in my audience have been really excited about it like more excited than I thought they would be which has been really cool like I was a little bit like is this just something that's going to be good for me you know that I'm going to feel good about and that the company's going to feel good about and we can move forward and like maybe some people would be like oh cool like we'll just follow along but the yeah I guess it surprised me that bringing everybody along for the journey has meant that they are super excited about it too and I think it's like um, a testament that I've been pretty uh, visible and sharing um, everything about the process with everybody and before that as well like everything about my brand everything about my business and people are kind of invested in it which is cool so yeah it just has surprised me that everybody's like oh my god this is so cool we're so excited about it um I just wasn't I guess prepared for that level of um, people being excited I thought I would just be the one who was like super nerdy about it I love that shows uh, how invested your audience and your, you know, your, uh, yeah, your audience is to you and your business. That's a really, it's great. Totally. Can you tell us more about how you shared along the way and what you shared? So the first that asks like someone in your audience, the first thing Mm -hmm. I saw of it it was like maybe a week ago, you heard of a thing being like, we're going to rename. Yeah. And then instantly I was like, oh, what's she renaming to? Oh, I have to wait a week (laughs) to find out. Yeah. I probably could have asked yeah. you, you probably would have told me, but you know, I just was experiencing with everyone else. <laughs> That's like my least favorite thing that happens on the internet, by the way. They're like, we have a surprise and we're going to tell you in one week. And I'm like, I don't want to know in one week. I want to know right now. <laughs> I do not patient. It's like, if I oh like decide, God, I, yeah. <laughs> if I decide I want to cut my yeah, hair. Yeah, the preview for the preview. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, I decide I want to cut my hair. It's like, I am making, I am finding a hairdresser and making an appointment that day. It's like, and it has not always worked out in my benefit. You know, just ask 1996 Haley after Carrie Strug <laughs> won the Olympics for the cook oh, and got no. us a gold medal. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Yeah, exactly. I oh, want no. a picture of that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry for uh, torturing you, Haley. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that was kind of um, so. The plan was that um, I guess like a month ago, I told everybody that something was happening. Like something big was going to change, something was happening. And I was like getting people to guess uh, on Instagram, like what they thought it would be and talking about it in my email newsletter. 
And, uh, yeah, just getting people kind of excited and kind of invested a little bit and a bit, like, intrigued into what the Mm. heck was going to be going on. And I have, like, a few things going on and would get people to vote, like, what are you super excited about? And people would say, like, the the, um, whatever this big announcement is. (laughs) Um, Because that's what I think I was calling it. It was like, this is a big announcement. Um, And then, yeah, a week ago I said, okay, the announcement is I'm changing the name but you have to guess what the name is. So I had lots of guesses um, and a lot of people thought it was going to be like pink and orange studios or something orange related. Cause if you go to my website that um, or anything like Haley was saying, the colors are very colorful and a lot of it is orange. And so, yeah, I was kind of getting people again invested in like, what could this be? And like you said, Charlie, it's like, Oh, what is it going to be? What is she changing to? That's exciting. Um, and then, yeah, on Tuesday, so a week later, then I announced the full name Um, and then this whole week I've been sort of sharing behind the scenes so I did a podcast interview on my own podcast where my friend interviewed me um, yesterday where we talked heaps about like my journey and um, why we were changing the name and all the stuff behind the scenes I've been sharing like Uh, educational content this week about when you know that you should be changing your name or whether you should use your business name or your personal name and kind of Mm. all the decisions or things I've been thinking about behind the scenes and did like an Instagram live about the whole thing have been answering questions on Instagram stories and so yeah have just been sharing that and we'll um, continue to share those learnings over the next like week or two weeks while we're in this kind of naming bubble of excitement um because yeah like I just want to you know I've been through it so I want to share those um yeah things that I was thinking about things that went on behind the scenes um all the thoughts and decisions that went into it all of that yeah that's awesome I love that you use this as a teaching opportunity for your audience Mm -hmm. too it makes perfect sense yeah yeah if someone else was going to tackle this would you recommend like I know you said your rebrand, like the visual rebranding had to happen when you were making the shift in, in your focus. So yeah, that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. Would you recommend other people follow that path of sort of like make some subtle branding shifts and then release a new name to ease people in? Or would it be better, like would you advise a client to, if they want to change them both, do it at once, like go for a hit and uh, like switch to the new style and the new name at the same time? I think I would recommend ideally doing it all at once. Um, (laughs) Like it would have been great for me if I did know that I was going to be changing the name and could have done it all at once. I think it would have been great, but it just didn't work out that way. But I think if you can like launch it all at once, it's like, um, yeah, this big exciting change, this big launch, everybody can get used to everything all at the same time rather than like, oh, we just shifted to this thing and now we're going to shift to this thing as well. Um, Luckily, like, mine have been kind of far enough apart, I think, that um, people aren't, like, yeah, shell-shocked again at changing to something else. But, yeah, I think I would say if you can, do it all at once because it's, yeah, it's super exciting and it makes it a lot easier to kind of launch everything all at once and, yeah, it will be um, easier on you and your audience, I think. (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned that you'd been sharing content about how to pick a name and whether it should be sort of like a, a business name or you mm. doing business under your own name. Mm-hmm. And I've seen those posts, so I think I know the answer to this, but could you share <laughs> for the people listening who may not have seen them, yeah. what are some considerations that should go into that? 
yeah, going under Holly Arnett was something I thought about. Especially as a coach, right? Yeah. That's what a lot of coaches do is use their own name. Yeah, exactly. But um, a reason, a lot of the reasons that I decided not to ultimately is because of like the vision and the goals that I have for the company. So my vision for Maker and Moxie is not for me to be the focus. Um, I want the focus to be the creators and I also that I work with. And I also want to have a team. So I already kind of have a team. I have an assistant and a designer who help me with some stuff. Um, but ultimately, I want to bring like um, the branding design back into Maker and Moxie. So I want it to be kind of this like mm. agency um, slash like educational company um, that will support create like a lot of creators. Like I want it to grow quite big um, and to be kind of the go-to place for any creator or creative who wants to build their brand or grow their brand. And so I want it to be bigger than me. And yes, right now I'm the only one delivering those solutions, but that might not be the case in the future. I might have more coaches or um, more um, strategists or more designers on the team. So it's not going to be about me. Like, yes, I'm still going to be very visible and I care a lot about like um, having the human element behind my brand. So I want to still be there. But yeah, my vision is bigger than that. So I think when you're deciding between your personal name or a business name it's about like what your goals are and how your name's going to fit in with those goals so if your goal is to be like the face behind everything that you're doing which is awesome it works super well for like artists or musicians or a lot of coaches um that's awesome and can work really really well because people want to know like they want to work directly with you and Mm. you are the face behind the brand and you're like going to be all over socials or whatever like people are coming for you whereas if you're more of like an agency or a studio or a collective or um yeah something like a bigger company I guess then a business name is probably going to fit better so yeah it's all to do with your positioning and how you want to be kind of seen and your goals for the future nice yeah I'm interested in just the whole idea of choosing a name, because obviously if you're very specific about what you do, you worry about limiting yourself in the future if you ever branch out. Like, for example, mm-hmm. I think a company like, for example, MailChimp has this problem right now mm-hmm. where they're trying to expand outside of just email. And chimps. <laughs> and, and chimps. They, they, they've already maxed out the male yeah. thing and the chimpanzee thing. So yeah. <laughs> now if they move into gorillas, for example, they're screwed. Uh, but so anyways, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it, Charlie. Uh, Sorry. No, okay. no, you were talking about like, how do you choose a name and making sure I'm guessing where you're going was making sure it was future proof. Well, yeah, no, it's like, so now MailChimp is doing something like more like the, they have to have like a tagline where like, uh, where if they're sponsoring a podcast, I'm listening to to say MailChimp more than just mail or whatever. They have to like <laughs> throw in that, yeah. that byline afterwards saying, Hey, it's not just mail. We, we do other things too, but I can imagine like somebody starting out the allure of being very specific in your name about what you do kind of gives you a little push in the beginning because mm-hmm. it gets it out there in your name, what you're about. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how you how you balance that because I imagine it's a little bit more work to brand yourself if your brand is a little bit more abstract than very specific in the name. So how do you navigate that? Yeah, I mean, um, 
putting like branding in my name was like a um, consideration. You know, people were like, it's good for ECO. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's good for that kind of association with your name. But yeah, again, I was like, well, what, yeah, what if things change in the future? What if we adapt? What if we shift again? Because that seems to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, yeah, I wanted it to be kind of future proof enough that it would um, offer the opportunity for us to be whatever we need to be. So the balance in that is, I guess, being able to clearly communicate what you do and clearly build an association with your name with whatever you do. And I think like the, I hope I've hit a good balance as well, because I think like Maker and Moxie kind of, even though it doesn't say that we do branding, it kind of communicates what we do and who we're for and what we're about. So it's communicates us <laughs> without saying directly we're a branding and coaching company. So there's a balance there. Like in your name itself, you can kind of communicate um, what you do and what you're about without literally the words, <laughs> the literal words in there. Yeah. But yeah, if you can also, you know, I have taglines and my mission statement and vision statement that I use over and over and over again. So I'm hopefully building that association with what we actually do. <laughs> um, and I think like that's fine and people will come to know, and I think they do already know um, that this is what we do. And I think it helps also because Black and White Studios didn't say that I was a branding studio already. Right, good point. <laughs> um, like, you know, that was very unrelated. So the transition is kind of, yeah, it's not much different. But I think, yeah, if it, when it comes to, you know, deciding that for yourself and figuring out a name that's going to work, I think, um, yeah, your name doesn't have to literally say what you do um a lot of businesses don't right like apple doesn't say <laughs> like computers square um, space squarespace doesn't say websites like oh yeah all of that stuff your name is very it can be super abstract same with like your logo right your logo doesn't have to literally say or show what you do convert its email is no longer an email um envelope yeah good point but it's what you do with that brand that enables those associations so when you have a great brand strategy <laughs> you can kind of build those um yeah. build those associations so yeah i'm curious about the the small community um or group of people that you did share the name with what you were thinking mm -hmm. before you made that decision what did that look like what were the questions that you asked how did you decide who to share with as well yeah exactly how did you decide mm -hmm. to share with and yeah tell, tell me a little bit more about that yeah so um how I decided who to share with were people who A, knew me and kind of my vision quite well, so could understand if the name was going to make sense um, or felt like, felt like me or felt like the company and felt like the direction we were going in. But B, were also like creatives themselves or kind of in the audience of people that I want to be working with. So Charlie's wondering right in this moment why she was not consulted with. I can see it on her face. <laughs> trying not to feel offended over here. No, I'm joking. I'm teasing. Charlie's a very, very busy person. Uh, so. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. In a completely different time zone from, from Holly or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think I was also like, I didn't want to tell heaps of people. I was a little bit like, I'm just going to tell, if, like ask a few people and just see 
like and test it and then I'll tell more people and then yeah um and I did tell people who are like a few people who asked me uh who I know quite well so I could have asked yeah you could have asked and I I would have totally would have told you but yeah so I asked a few of those kinds of people um so a couple of them were like past clients of mine um a couple of them were just like really close friends of mine who were also kind of in the online business industry as well so it could be like yeah I feel like it's going to work or it mm. makes sense strategically or technically um or practically and then I was asking them things like um a just what's your gut reaction like do you think it sounds good think it sounds cool like what do you think of um when you think of when you read it does it feel like it fits with kind of like the business and the direction? Mm. Um, what does it sort of mean to you or what do you think it means? Mm. Um, a lot of people I realized, or not a lot of people, but some people don't know what Moxie means. So um, that was like, okay, if I'm going to... I Googled it. I Googled it. I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I was like, because you were talking about literally and figuratively, like, what does it mean? You know? So I was like, I, mm-hmm. like, I, I want to look it up. And now it totally makes sense, you know, but I did have to Google it. Can you read the definition, Haley, in case anyone else is listening and um, doesn't know? Yeah, I have it. I have it pulled up. This is from the Merriam-Webster dictionary and it's energy and pep was number one. (laughs) Two was courage, determination. And then the third was know-how. So like was impressed with his musical moxie and hired him as a solo. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So for me, I was like, that's perfect (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it's like creatives already have moxie and what we do with branding is help them to like own that moxie or step into that moxie Mm -hmm. by being themselves but so I realized like okay a couple of people don't know what that means so I'm gonna have to do some like branding or marketing work to Mm. kind of educate or build that association with moxie and what it means so that was like a good lesson that I learned by asking Mm. people um it also was good because um, I kind of love that because it's sorry I didn't mean to interrupt but I love that also because it'll give your brand a strong association to that word because it's not a heavily utilized word yeah like they learned about it from you yeah, because I think of yeah. like in America, it's like Moxie Java. It is like a, it's. I, I think of coffee when I think of the word Moxie because right. there's multiple coffee shops that are so. And I, I assume that's because of energy, you know, like the association there. But I love that because it gives you the opportunity to just like yeah to like really take that word on as your own, and then that's what people will associate your brand with. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, and that was part of it was asking people like do you know any other brands <laughs> that are like mm. related to moxie like somebody um said oh in australia there's like a tampon brand that's <laughs> called moxie and i was like okay good to know don't want to like uh, <laughs> get confused with them um but yeah it was good to test like yeah what do you think of when you think of moxie and do you know what it means and <laughs> yeah how does the whole name kind of associate with things for you so yeah. um yeah those are the kind of questions that I was asking and it was really really helpful so yeah gosh that's such a fine line because you think like I mean this is gonna be maybe a dumb comparison but um I have kids <laughs> and uh I know Probably. a lot of yeah <laughs> I'm just kidding I love you <laughs> uh, 
But I, um, I know a lot of people that don't share their kids' names because they just don't care what other people's opinions are. Because you have so many people that have so many opinions. You mean like before the baby's born or something? Yeah, but they're like, like mm. we really considered naming our third Jane. And my mom was like, Jane. And I was like, I don't <laughs> literally care what you think. So like, just don't tell me, you know? I was like, just go away. And... Uh, her middle name is Jane as a side note, in case anyone's wondering, but I like that you went into that with a very specific set of questions and you didn't just ask, do you like it? Because, you know, with the the kid thing, you could say, do you like the name? Uh, my husband also very seriously wanted to name our, all three of our children, Ursula, which is an uncommon name. So I feel fine sharing that it's not my favorite name (laughs) for my children, but Uh, you know, people have like a gut reaction to that kind of stuff. So I just, I really like that you went into like this very intentionally with a series of questions because it didn't like, they weren't just saying, meh, I don't like it. You know, you're like, okay, what does, do you know what moxie means? Um, What does, when you say makers, maker and moxie, what does that mean to you? Do you get the association? Do you not get the association? You know, so on and so forth. And it feels like that's a more strategic way to get people's opinions without having them offering, quite honestly, too much opinion, right? Because you also (laughs) don't want that either. Yeah, or not enough. Yeah. Also deciding what from their reaction, like, you could cause you to change your mind as well. You know, like Mm. hearing that, oh, okay, they didn't know what Moxie meant. Someone associated with the tampon brand, you were like, that's okay. <laughs> like, I can get past these issues. Like, yeah. I can still own yeah. this and it can still be mine. I like that too. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that might have, I don't know, did that for you, your reaction to those, that feedback make you feel like it, it was more cemented for you that like, no, this is what I want my business name to be because I'm like, you know, that this small thing isn't going to sway me from from making this my name. Totally. I was like, okay, I think... I've realized that Maker and Moxie, like I'm locked into that because I'm willing to yeah, yeah navigate these other things <laughs> yep. to figure out like how can I have this name um, and own it and claim it and like make it a success despite all of these things. Like, yeah, people yep. potentially not knowing what Moxie means or being associated with tampons, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I was like, I yep. think it's going to be worth it. I like that. This is okay. I feel like in whenever we have a guest on these shows, I'm always like thinking about how to apply what you're talking about to to what I'm doing. And um, I've been thinking a lot lately about inside marketing design, the name of, well, it's a podcast. It's now a job board. Um, You know, I'm considering it being the name of my book as well. I don't know, but marketing design I've learned for some people in the tech industry has kind of like, they have different interpretations of what it means than what I do. And Mm. they see it as like a lower level job than what I know it to be. And so that sort of discouraged me in a way, like a lot of people in tech call it brand design, what I refer to as marketing design. And I've been wondering, like, should I stick with this name? Like, is this, is this going to limit my success having this as the name? Like, are people not going to respect what I'm doing here? But hearing you talk about like owning Maker and Moxie, I'm like, I feel like I can like do for marketing design what you're doing for moxie and be like (laughs) own it educate you on what it means and what it really means to be a marketing designer and go from there so thanks holly because you feel like you gave me some more confidence (laughs) in my own name (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i think like it's it becomes part of your story right like teaching and um sharing your values around marketing design um is like yeah it's like 
part of your story and part of your brand is yeah I you might not know or you might come into my brand thinking this one thing but you're going to leave thinking this completely other thing um and that's what we're here to do so yeah I like that yeah (laughs) yeah rather than someone coming in with whatever assumptions that they have about what a certain field is or what what how your name makes them feel or whatever it is I feel like you're opening yourself up to an opportunity to get to set the narrative yourself Yeah, Mm. because someone might come in and not quite understand what it is that you do or how you do it. And it just, it's an instant opportunity just to be able to say, well, this is what it is. And now, you know, and you can take that with you the next time you see something like this. So it's pretty cool. I like that, Miguel. Mm. That feels like a good, like wrap up to end on, honestly, that seems like a name is what you make it, you know? Mm -hmm. And as long as it's Mm -hmm. a name that you feel suits your business, you can, you can make it work. Thanks for joining us, Holly. And thanks for sharing everything about this process. Yes. You can go back to bed now. We appreciate you being here. (laughs) I'm definitely not still in my pajamas. (laughs) Audio listeners have no idea. Head to makerandmoxie.com, everybody. That's maker and like spelled out in full, moxie, M-O-X-I-E.com for the audio listeners. And check out Holly's beautiful visual brand, all her brand strategy stuff. And yeah, get to know more about her and her brand. Thanks for joining us and everything you shared. Thank you. Thanks for having me. See you all. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Future Belongs to Creators. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe so that new episodes appear in your podcast feed every week. And while you're at it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. If you want to join us live for the next recording, you'll find us on ConvertKit's YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash ConvertKit every Wednesday at 1230 Eastern. This show, like everything we do at ConvertKit, is made for creators by creators. We're on a mission to help creators like you earn a living online, and we make software that helps you build and connect with an audience of loyal fans. ConvertKit is the best way to launch or grow your next creative project. So to start building your audience, go to convertkit.com slash free and create a free account. We're looking forward to helping you on your creator journey.